Hey everyone, welcome to Thrones of Game. Just before we get started today, here's a quick trailer for our upcoming series, Pulp Fury Radio. Feeling trapped? Tired of the ordinary? Of course you are. We knew you were. If you're looking for an escape from the everyday, then you're looking for Pulp Fury Radio, a new podcast anthology series featuring all original stories in classic pulp genres like sci-fi, noir, horror, and fantasy. Join us and journey to a small town being invaded by a parasite from beyond the darkest depths of space. What could have done that? What is tentacles like that? At first it was like an infection, but it takes control. Come on, we've got to run! This town needs us more than ever and I do not intend to let it down. Or investigate a murder while trapped aboard a speeding train with seven strangers and one killer. I am Inspector Thomas Page of Interpol. Do any of you recognize the woman cuffed to my arm? Yeah, ma, die Wölfin von Meidanek. Five minutes to find out just which one of you is a traitor working with this Nazi. We've gone over everybody's story, and as far as we can tell, everyone is who they say they are. Oh, I see. So, we wait to see who dies next to narrow down the search. Stay back. <laughs> Perhaps you prefer selling insurance in a world of fantasy and magic. I know he used fire, but he wasn't a pyromancer, he was a pyromaniac. This is a very minor quest, not even a level one really. I'm talking real adventure, real danger and excitement. Seek ye not the lost scroll, child. We are in no way equipped to face off against a dark wizard. You majored in English and I forged all my report cards. Fireball! Or solve a crime of murder, mystery and music. Fearless Felix Phoenix is the name. So, what can I do for you, detective? You're wrong, Felix. Don't you feel it? Sorry, kitten, but feelings don't matter when there's no proof. Ready? Let's jam. Each episode comes fully loaded with suspense, action, mystery, and drama, all to help you escape from your everyday. You can find out more at pulpfuryradio.com with our first episode coming soon to wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, your adventure awaits! Or whatever. Hello out there in the realms of the living, welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast that dares to watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, where the hell have you been? My name is BT Calloway, I've already seen the entire show, and joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, who didn't watch a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you, buddy? Yep, we just watched Season 4, Episode 8, The Mountain and the Viper, which is the one where we see Oberyn Martell's head explode. So uh, other things happen, but that's the part you remember at home, isn't it? Oberyn Martell's head exploding. He crushed the Mandalorian's fucking head. He crushed it like, wow. That's the Mandalorian? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. That's what the Mandalorian looks like in episode eight. Okay. Mandalorian is a handsome man. Yeah. And uh, Pablo, what's his name? I think, anyway, uh, he was also in the community reunion special that happened recently. I haven't, I haven't got, got to that yet. Oh, really? Yeah. He's playing the Walter Goggins part of the... Does his head explode? Uh, n- no. Okay. <laughs> he talks about Pierce's cum a lot, so <laughs> there is an indirect explosion. All right. Well, that was cock and, talk, And apparently. that's how Pierce died. Yeah. What's that? It's this. It's cock talk. Yeah. Zip. Just across uh, different shows. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, yeah, his fucking head exploded. Uh, yeah, but other than that, I mean, we're just going to go straight into our first question of what happened. But uh... Yeah, uh, uh, besides head exploding, uh, we're back to the ensemble format, which yep. I think worked for better and for worse in some bits. There were just some drag. Like, actually, the back end of this episode was really dragging for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, from about, half, you know, uh, second half of the middle section towards the end, it was a little bit, yeah, pieces moving. But, you know, that's going to happen. Yeah, but... You know, for the most part, enjoyed this. Season 4, consistently good. Yeah, so far, Season 4 is kicking ass. Season 5 is where it all went wrong, now we know. Uh, so let's just move into our next question, which is MVP. What is your most valuable part? Ooh, most valuable part. Actually, I really enjoyed Tyrion's little story, even if he mm. <laughs> delved into some unwoke impressions, but whatever. <laughs> well, they weren't really woke back in medieval times, even though it's fictional medieval times. No one's blaming you for making fun of uh, mentally challenged people. Mm, but uh, do they have a year of when this was set? Like, And it's not. A, it's a fantasy realm, so even if they have a year, it's not a year. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, in whatever year this was, uh, with their simple person smashing beetles with rocks, you know, mm -hmm to later on with I Am Sam with a simple person um, uh, rocking, out, rocking out to the Beatles as they crash. Oh, oh right, right, right. <laughs> wow, that was a stretch and I had to remember I Am Sam was a movie. <laughs> feelings. <laughs> feelings, feelings, feelings of how you feel. Uh, yeah, no, I quite like that bit as well. It's like some good old Tyrion Lannister just talking and it starts off with him going, ah, wine, always helps. It's like, yep, that's straightforward. That's quotable. Put that on a shirt. Yep. Ah, oh, he's got so many drinking slogans just ready to go for, um, a poster that you can buy at a tobacconist. Yeah. And then, <laughs> even then, just even at his lowest, he's like, well, trial by combat. I mean, what do you think my chances are? The Red Viper of Dawn. You don't get a name like that without being good at killing things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, fair. <laughs> then he's got this whole bit about, you know, there's killing your father's fratricide, killing your brother is, you know, sorry, killing your brother is fratricide, killing a monarch is monocide, whatever it is, I can't remember, <laughs> regicide, and then filicide, nepicide is a, always a word for killing. <laughs> yep. Except for cousins. Yep. Which, uh, well. They didn't think to make up in that moment. You know, you haven't got long, uh, long left to live, Tyrion. Yeah, might, might as well coin a term. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Killer of a brother. Wait, Joffrey's his brother, right? Uh, yes. Killer of a brother and a father. Coiner of the term cousicide. Yep. And we also get the little bit of um, foreshadowing in this when uh, Lord Baelish, a.k.a. Littlefinger, is little Littlefingering about and goes, people always die. They die at their table. They die in their bed chambers. They die mm. on, on their chamber pots. It's like, ah! Uh, he foreshadowed when, you know, <laughs> Shay gets strangled in bed and They die Tywin. while taking a shit and then they take a crossbow to the chest after a long, awkward conversation. That was awfully specific, Uncle. Oh, yes, I suppose <laughs> it was. <laughs> Sorry, I became a precog briefly. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I, gonna, I guess it's fair enough to say that somewhere in the world, everyone is constantly predicting something else with absolutely no context. Like True. He, he is so far away from when, you know, Shay and Tyrion die that he had no idea that he accidentally foreshadowed that a few <laughs> episodes in advance. So anything you say could theoretically somewhere in the world predict someone else's predicament in the span of like a week. Like if I go, oh no, a seagull duck. Yeah. I could have just saved someone's life if they listened to this podcast. Imagine all the people who listen to our podcast that all the, walk on beaches. All the <laughs> seagull related deaths that could be avoided if only they went, ah, duck. <laughs> I don't know. Just well, saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone Predict has someone the... else's future today. 
Everyone can be Nostradamus. Yeah, pretty easy. I mean, he, that guy was fucking terrible. <laughs> or the Simpsons. Yep. Oh, yeah. Simpsons just, you know, scattershot everything. And of course, it's going to happen sooner or later. Um, just trying to look for my MVP here. I'm not entirely sure. I kind of want to give it to... It wasn't the best part of the episode, but I do... This is more related to the forward watch of having Sansa, uh, you know, go to this kind of little, not trial thing, but kind of inquisition, they're, they're quizzing Lord Baelish, and, you know, she lies on his behalf and covers for it, and there's this really good scene later on when she's descending the stairs, and she's all in black, and it's like, got this extra music, and she's lit from behind, it's just, in the forward watch, it was like, oh, cool, Sansa's become like a power player now, that's gonna be fun, and then, that yeah. does not last for her, poor thing, but, because um, Baelish still uses her as a pawn, but um, for a moment there, it's a really good power moment and i really liked it i sansa was one of those characters she was kind of the skylar white of this series where everyone just kind of hated her and i never fully understood why like interesting early on she is kind of whiny but it's more the horrible shit keeps happening to her it's like fair enough you would be depressed and sad about that wow i guess that's yeah the unique benefit of doing the backwards watch because she's like consistently surprised me with a lot of her performances and yeah for sure like i can see why she's got the career she does now like thinking of her in that way is actually weird for me yeah exactly like we've never seen her have any power but that little descend of a staircase and that's all she's doing and it's really well shot and her poise is different and everything about it says i i have a degree more control now if not total control again turns out no yeah right (laughs) and again uh, why that scene didn't quite like um what's going on nothing goes well (laughs) (laughs) it's like this moment like we're free we're on our way and it's like you are about to get sold down the river girl saws yeah Yeah. oh well but yeah i think that's my mvp um yeah i found uh the little inquisition scene though a bit tedious yeah like and especially then it being a fake out i'm like "Eh." i think that was mostly due to directing like they keep doing these not not rapid cuts but just kind of cutting from sansa to the people you know listening to her testimony back to baelish back to sansa and i don't know something about it just kind of broke that moment up like i'm kind of watching sophie turner's performance like no that's a solid performance she seems to have some real tears in there as well it's a good she's doing a good job why am i not engrossed in this moment and i'm I'm kind of blaming the directing but i don't know what about it didn't work Hmm. so maybe it just needed to be a wider shot or just a longer hold on her or i don't know i'm not a director Maybe yeah. a director can watch this scene or an editor and say, no, this is why it's breaking. Maybe it does that thing where there's some kind of, I can't even remember what it is. It's a weird room. It's very yeah. small and circular. Yeah, which is strange because this is a, a big castle with a lot of, you know, space. So I don't know why they're doing this one tiny room. Um, and moon doors, apparently. What the fuck is a moon door? You'll find out next time. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, but, you know, we couldn't pinpoint what year this mm, is. Yeah. But I know it's in the Dragon Age and there was an, an Inquisition. Inquisition. I see what you did there. Yep. Yeah, there was a neat little... When they're walking through the halls, uh, there's this kind of neat... They've got the, all these wall sconces, which, which are like reflective plates to look like the sun to put a candle in front of. It's like, that's real neat. I wonder if they, they were already on location or if they added those. But I assume they had to have been on location because they don't use mm. them. They're not lit. But yeah. uh, they're there. And it's like, nice. Yeah. Way to go, whoever put that together, whether it was centuries ago or like, you know, a month before shooting showed up. People centuries ago were a lot better at building castles than people these oh, so days. We're so bad. At, we're in, we live in Castle Hill, not a castle to be seen. <laughs> when was the last time a castle got built? Good question. Good question. And not for like, you know, gimmicky purposes. purposes. A legit castle was yeah. constructed. I'm curious. We will have to look that up. Mm. 
Till then, let's move on to our next question. Nudity! Um, we got some nudity. We did. A bit at the start, right? A little bit at the start. Uh, we'll get to the other vote in a second. Um, where it's just... And I kind of like... Because it's this kind of filthy town. There's this girl who's doing some a burping contest where she's trying to burp the melody of his song and have people guess. Then she makes fun of their dicks. And it's, <laughs> it's like, you seem like a fun, filthy character. I, I'm sure you're about to die because I don't know who you are. But um, Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, our only piece of actual cock talk. You got a cock like a hangnail. I don't even know how that works. But, um, <laughs> you know. All right. That's uh, it's not, not really a metaphor, so it doesn't really count for cock talk, but it's all I got. It's one of the greatest visual imageries for a small dick. <laughs> like, just when you think you've heard every single yeah. small dick joke that could possibly exist. Hangnail. A hangnail. Yeah. God and, damn. And then you spend some time trying to figure out the mechanics of that. Like, yeah. How was that? Spe- I mean, you did well. I spent two. The guy who had it said about him was probably too busy going, but how is that supposed to work to be able to be offended? <laughs> like, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah never mind. Um, but <laughs> yeah, then- yeah. It has the potential to usurp my favorite one, which is hung like a light switch. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. Operates in both the up and down positions. <laughs> uh, and then Gilly is there and she's all, oh, I'm real sorry my baby woke you. And she's like, oh, fuck your baby up. She's like, don't you talk about my baby. Yeah, See, this was weird. I thought she was a wildling. She is. Uh, so we kind of get from context, and I've forgotten about this as well, that Sam had left her in this town when he went back to Castle Black because women aren't allowed in Castle Black. And then this town gets fucked up by uh, the wildlings who are doing, there's like a small sect of them who are doing like a northward surge towards the Castle Black. Uh, and it, it's this episode I really realized that, yeah, the wildlings are basically um, Game of Thrones' version of murder hobos. They just so murder hobo is a D and D term for when your players just go into a town and just kill everybody and steal everything, and that's all these guys are doing. They kind of suck. Wait, I don't that's know an option I, for D and D. Yeah, dude, I'm not going to stop you. Holy fuck! <laughs> it happens often enough. There's a term for it: murder hobo. Well, awesome. Now that I'm in two campaigns, I think I'm going <laughs> to one of them's going to flip to murder hobo. <laughs> well, I'm going to pitch it to both, and you know, <laughs> see which one it makes more sense for. Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm sorry I gave you that idea. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, and it's like, you kind of watch them and be like, why are you just killing all these people who aren't even, I don't get it. You guys, you guys kind of suck. The rest of the show has me really sympathize with you. You kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, because I was given the impression that, like, they had the land and then the wall got built up and, like, they were unjustly, you know, um, but, what's the word? Uh, thrown out, tossed aside. Those ones, whatever. Sure. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, I kind of had the assumption they wanted to come north where it was a safe, away from the White Walkers, but they, you know, weren't allowed in because they were seen as wild and horrible and vicious. And here they are being hard. And when the times when they are hor- horrible and wild and vicious, I always assumed that was because they were trying to get in. They were mm. fighting forces that were trying to kill them. They weren't being vicious for the sake of being vicious. Here they just sack the entire town, killing everybody indiscriminately. And it's like. You guys are just proving the point, you know? Yeah. Like, you kind of suck. There's even that really kind of good shot where, you know, after, um, what's her name? Freaking redhead girl who's all in love. Oh, lust. Aloy. Aloy slash Ingrid uh, <laughs> sees, you know, Gilly with a baby and then's like, shh, and walks away and blood is just dripping oh. through the floorboards. You're like, ooh. <laughs> Fucking rough, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, this episode has got, like, I've seen every fatality in Mortal Kombat, oh, yes. and holy fuck, this had some wild fatalities. <laughs> they uh, they went there, yeah. What <laughs> I just and I mean the the wildlings mostly just stabbings and stuff and cuttings of things, but uh, but yeah, it turns from fucking 
dirty burp games and cock yeah. jokes to... And some background boobs. We forgot to mention that. And background boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, I liked... It wasn't, like, the focus of the episode. It was just, like, whatever. It's kind of a, you know, a, a, a filthy kind of party where people don't care. And so there's boobs. It's just it's just because. Yep. Maybe they're, you know, meant to be prostitutes offering their wares for, you know, some advertising. I don't know. Maybe they just felt like getting their tits out. <laughs> Who knows how this town works? It's a wild and free town. We would have found out, except the wildlings gone and fucked it up. Murder hoboed everybody. God, they probably, oh, they should have recruited them. They, they clearly, like, cut from the same cloth. Yeah, yeah like, why not? Yeah. They're all wild and free and don't want to bend the knee for anybody. No. You know, that all seems fair. Um, and then I do, like, they cut to the scene of, like, Sam being like, oh, no, Gilly's definitely dead. And what I like is all the other Night's Watch guys, like, Nah, dude, come on. You can't think like that. you got to think positive. She's a resource. She could have hid. She yeah. survived Cranster. She could survive the North March to the Wall. She survived. She's fine, dude. Don't worry. Get, bring, bring it in here. <laughs> bring it in for a good hug. Uh, there we go, Sam. It's okay. <laughs> like real, real supportive bros there. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's all that we saw from those guys in this episode, wasn't yeah. it? I don't think Jon Snow said anything. He just sat there and was like, mm, I'm, <laughs> John, I'm Jon Snow. You'll see my bomb later. <laughs> Probably earned a million dollars for I'll that episode. I'll be known as John Bomb from then on. I liked what this scene did with the transition because, yeah, that was coming right after we saw, yeah, the blood dripping through the floorboards. Yep. And they kind of continued that sound a little bit uh, with, like, um, some dripping pipes or something. I don't know what the irrigation situation <laughs> is. Aqueduct. Uh, they also had, like, some crackling of the fire. I, I felt like that was kind of reminding you of that sound effect, just, mm. like, keeping yeah, that yeah. in the back of your mind as attention while Sam is being reassured. I think... Uh, maybe I'm looking too deep into it, but I think that was yeah, no, what like, happened. I feel that was intentional. I would do that as a mm. transitional scene for audio cues. So, yeah, for sure. Um, I also do like Gilly's got a bit where, you know, there's an owl and she recognizes that's like the uh, wildling signal. And, the you know, the woman who's <laughs> giving her a hard time says, ah, it's owl. And she gets a bit of a um, Obi-Wan Kenobi moment of, that's no owl. Yeah. <laughs> um, owl be one Kenobi. Hey. It was a stretch and I hurt myself, but, you know, I made it. <laughs> Better than the stretches that I had and more potential for episode title. Mm. Um, so other nudity, we saw some Miss Sunday boob. We saw some Miss Sunday. Miss Sunday is fucking hot. <laughs> I got to say the coloring of this scene was gorgeous. Like yeah. all the natural, you know, light and reflection. Look yeah. nice. And again, I really like how they do light uh, marine very differently. It's got a lot more oranges and reds and mm. earth tones compared to a lot of the grays you get in like uh, King's Landing and pretty much all of Westeros. Yeah. And it looked great. And this is a little cute moment where, you know, Grey Worm's looking at her and she catches him looking and then kind of gives him a bit of a show, but then kind of doesn't. And yeah. I fucking love this couple. They're so cute. I'm so <laughs> sad it didn't get justice in the final couple of seasons. No, like, for real. Like they really like disappeared off the map a bit. Yeah, and until they brought them back for motivation. Eh, it was boring. Yeah, because yeah, that's it cuz like she got killed and then like they didn't have anything really leading up to it. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. It was just more glances and shit. Um, um, of the many things that are disappointing about the end of this, that is certainly one of them. Yeah, but it was such a weird opening, you know, from that dark dour scene of, you know, rest easy, Sam, it'll be all right. Yeah. To just pool party. Yeah, a <laughs> little bit. Um, yeah, and I was trying to come up with a pun because I'm like, you know, we call it Miss Sunday. So we're like, what do you put on a Sunday? Like cherries? They're Miss Sunday's cherries. I wasn't happy with any of it, but... Um... Miss bo Bum Day. Are, boobs are never cherries. Miss Bum Day is not bad. And there was a lot of dude butt in this as well. A lot of dude butt because, you know, the um, 
unsullied to get in her bath as well. And I remember on the forward watching this being like, hey, that's a bit unfair. You got a lot of female nudity there. Why'd you have any men? And they're like, oh, all right, none of them. They're all castrated. And you would have to, like, <laughs> first of all, gross. And second of all, you'd have to put makeup on a bunch of dudes for, like, background nudity. You're not doing that. Yeah, the SFX team are like, seriously, dragons are easier to animate. It's like, how do we. What, I, I don't want to have to look up reference <laughs> images for this, okay? And then we would know the answer to Dan Brady's question that came later, which is like, so do they take the pillar and the stones? Or. <laughs> <laughs> and I do love this as a bit of Westeros high where she's literally braiding yeah. Miss Sunday's hair. Dan Brady braids lady's hair. Uh, <laughs> and then is all just like, oh, so you saw him looking and you look, oh my gosh, tell me everything, dish. But it's amazing. This is the first time that we've seen Dan braiding. braiding. So I know. Dan Brady braiding. <laughs> it's We've never seen her braid her own hair though, which does still give uh, credit to the theory yeah. that we have. Confidence base. That, yeah, the hair just does that. But she also possesses the... I just... I need to know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we all do. I mean, we don't need to know about do they take the pillar and the stones because, I mean, that's just biology. We can figure out they almost certainly just take the pillar and not the stones because yeah. you still need testicles to be able to grow full strength, I think. Ah. Yeah, pretty sure. Not certain. Don't know. Don't want to find out. <laughs> um, well, yeah. it's a unique field of knowledge. Yep. Castrations. Don't want to know. Um, and then we have a cute little bit where, you know, Grey Worm talks to Miss Sunday's like, sorry, I was perving. And she's like, it was cool. And, but in their own kind of awkward, stumbly first relationship way, it's so cute. Grey Worm doing a whole, you taught me to read. I know. You taught I to read. <laughs> no, I love that bit because even though he can barely speak the common tongue, he is still smooth as fuck. <laughs> I can't even remember what he's like. Just like his is. crotch. Oh. oh Maybe. Um, I can't even remember his line, but he just had like a thing at the end. And I was like talking about how if I never become unsullied, I never see Tener Stormborn kill all the old masters. I never meet Miss Sunday and you're all that girl. And it's like, <laughs> woo! That's very nice, but wouldn't you rather have a cock? Apparently not. <laughs> Fate has mysterious ways. I'm happy with it. Shut up. <laughs> He's trying to make the best of a bad situation. Would you just take the compliment? Damn. Yeah, still sad we do not see more of that whole relationship. Those kids are freaking adorable. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, from there, we move on to a bit of Reek slash Theon hanging out with the Ramsey Snow slash Bolton. And God, if it's not enough that these people already have difficult names, now they have multiple difficult names. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, God damn the gross daddy dominant vibes coming from reek <laughs> like oh yeah I, I mean i i, I mean coming from bolton to reek yeah yeah to be not completely fair i kind of miss ramsey snow because he's just such a cunt yeah and i can't i, I don't keep forgetting the, who the actor is but damn it he's good at that he's just so just gross and yet engaging at the same time ah mm. freaking love it it's ridiculous and <laughs> creepy <laughs> uh, so they take malt kaylin and yeah, they're all, all everyone there's really sick, and then the guy spits on Theon, and I'm all like, Psh, that's how you get COVID, motherfucker. <laughs> and then violence? And then the, the guy knocks out the commander and is all like, I can't read, but does this say we'll get free passage? And Theon's all like, oh yeah, totally, dude, for sure. And then he gets flayed. <laughs> yeah, smash, smash cut. Smash to- cut flay. <laughs> Uh, flesh cut <laughs> yeah what i did really like about this and again just for gross factor there's still steam coming off his body and it's like good detail also disgusting 
but good to know you've thought about that and put in that little bit of bit of something later. Oh yeah, this 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 flayed corpse is still fresh. And then Ramsey the sick fuck like wiping his finger on it and inspecting tradition is important drink come with daddy (laughs) we've got a lot more flaying to do little boy yeah and i'm just like i want to throw up but damn it i can't stop watching you (laughs) but i'm just gonna just give me a sec (laughs) yeah while ramsey's just i'm going to go find some food to eat yep just murder 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 Yeah, what a delightfully sociopathic man. Yep, he really is. Again, props to the actor. If I ever meet a person like that in life, I am running away so fast, I will probably die. Yeah, that's it. You did a good job, but please do not contact us. Yeah, do not (laughs) exist in any form in the real world. (laughs) Please. Yeah, so then we get the whole little finger scene where, you know, little finger, little fingers, and we have that little interrogation, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, this is also in the bit, uh, the other, like, all the stuff at Marine, like, I was really bored by a, a lot of this, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, this is also the one where, um, again, more names, Captain Friendzone, Jorah Mamon, Kalispod, to be fair, we've given him some of those names, <laughs> uh, where it gets found out he's been a spy all along and gets, you know, thrown out. Uh, Dan Brady has a kind of good, kind of weird bit in here where she doesn't look at him. She just makes crazy eyes, but away from him yeah. while giving this impassioned speech. I did quite like it, but it's so, we never see that again. And so it's a weird choice that if this is how she handles absolute outrage and disgust that we don't see, I, don't, I mean, I don't know when we would have seen it again, but it's just, it feels like it's, it's a good acting decision, but it's not consistent, mm. I guess is my point. Well, yeah, because it was nice to get a bit of backstory, and I just thought when, like, it was revealed that, oh, and you weren't more pissed later? Like, and especially when, like, he brought Tyrion, like, you weren't just like, that all you got, cunt? (laughs) Yeah, oh, cool, you brought me a short dude. Thanks for that. Yeah. Still gonna kill you. Yeah, a bit weird, but um, I guess they wanted him back in the show. Um, uh, Yeah, to then just get kind of captain friend zoned by the plot yeah pretty much and then uh get callous bod and then get non callous bod and then get killed yeah sick mm. <laughs> i guess yeah oh that and that's your one yeah <laughs> that's his deal um yeah looks crazy eyed but no eye contact blah 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 Oh, yeah, and then uh ruse bolton gets taken up it sorry ramsey bolton takes ruse bolton up fuck i moved that again Ruse Bolton takes Ramsey Snow up on a hill and in that voice that I want me to read bedtime stories says like, tell me what you see. And he's all like <laughs> hills and shit. He's like, no, tell me what you see. He's like, fucking nothing. We're on the top of a hill. What do you want? Well, what you see is the north and I have that now and one day it'll be yours because you're a Bolton now. Happy birthday. Whoop, 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 whoop. One day you're going to stab me. Ah, <laughs> uh, the adoption scene. Yeah, pretty much. And, and uh, then Ramsey's like, but what's that shadowy place? You must never go there. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That was that. Um, just want to see if, you know, well, well I'm just going to work down the nose because it's not too much before we talk about Oberon Martell getting his head exploded again. Yeah. Uh, uh, we got a bit of Ayer in the hound. Yep. Uh, when she, she's all like, oh, I would have been happy to have seen him die. He's like, oh, fucking nothing makes you happy. God damn. Mm. Uh, I liked her manic laughing when they find out that woman's died. Yeah. So like, did so they never went there, I guess. Uh, well, again, on the forward watch, this was all. Oh my God, they're both going to the same place. Sansa and Arya are going to be reunited finally. Yeah. Ah, uh, <laughs> and the rug got pulled out. Rug got pulled out because uh, it's in this episode in like dialogue context that the Hound was going to basically sell Arya back to her aunt. Be like, hey, he, not sell, but be like, 
Here's yeah. your here's your niece back. How about a nice juicy reward for that? Cheers, bye. And then you know, yeah, find out she's dead, and then Ari just bursts out laughing because his entire plan is fucked. Mm. Oh, there we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, on the forward watch, I was very much oh, because at a certain point, all the Stark kids get separated, and it takes until well, we've already seen their reunions, mm. like five seasons for them to see each other again. It's it's heart wrenching, man. And they were so close. Yeah, we're up to our next note of violence. Obert Martell, Red Viper of Dawn. Yeah, after just doing all the flippy loops and everything. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hubris, man. It always gets you. That's the thing. He didn't even have the good decency to yell out, Humorous! as he died, which mm. is what you're supposed to do. Which, you know, I know you're getting, you know, thumb crushed in yep. the eye, but still, surely you'd have enough cognitive... <laughs> Um, wherewithal to say hubris. To, to yell hubris. <laughs> oh, right in the hubris! <laughs> yeah, but no. And speaking of eye crushes... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, they weren't afraid to linger on that crushed-ass head. I know, I, I kind of I, I kind of feel like the effects department were like, we did such a good job on this dude's crushed head. Can we get like a second overhead yeah. shot of it? Because we are just so proud. My mum watches this and she's going to be like, my son made that crushed head. Look how good it is. Look how much it makes you want to gag. Mm. Proud. Proud parent. And like the jaw is like slightly offset. So you yeah. know that got broken the process. And oh, yeah. that dude died badly. <laughs> yep. Head exploded. Yeah. There are some fun memes that come out of this one. There's one which um, just has Gary Gygax running a Dungeons and Dragons. And is all like, mm. your opponent has down to one hit point and is lying prone on the ground. What do you do? <laughs> I interrogate him and then roll a one. And this has the reaction shot of Lady uh, the Le- Dawn lady just screaming (laughs) so yep that's rolling a one (laughs) oh yeah i thought she actually did uh, really good acting in this as well oh yeah for sure for only having a couple of lines like you know be careful as she says come back alive or something like that she looks she seems genuinely concerned there's a bit where you know the mountain kicks oberon she's like fuck because he's such a huge guy that one mistake is gonna fuck you up really good as it indeed does oh but the cockiness as well that you're almost annoyed that it's working out for him. Yeah. You know, traditionally you're meant to wear a helmet. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, ooh, foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. why? Because his head gets pulverized and he's not oh, wearing right, a helmet. Oh, right, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> like that first time the mountain punches him and he spits and you see the clatter of teeth. You're like, fuck. Mm. This is going south very quickly. Um, and so, yeah, I saw how the mountain uh, almost died. He dies. He just gets better. Slash worse. <laughs> he gets zombified. I got better. Um, but yeah, you sure do. I gotta say, though, the audio dubbing on his vocals is so fake and shit. <laughs> uh, what, for when he's a zombie? or? Oh, no, yeah, like, it's totally done by a different person in a different room in, like, and I, I don't know, I think the Mountain's actually a bad actor. I mean, I don't know. There's a reasonable chance he may not speak much English. I think he's Swedish. I'm not yeah. sure. But uh, you you hire that man for because he, he literally embodies the term mountain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and it looks great, especially against Pablo, who's, yeah. Yeah, this small twirly dude. But not even that small. I think the dude's like, yeah, must be like high fives at least. I don't know. But uh, again, everyone anyway. looks small compared to the mountain. Exactly. Um, and I do also like there's a bit of a uh, little, little bit of... I took it as a cock joke, uh, where, you know, Oberon's, you know, uh, Lady Dornish lady is all like, oh, that man is huge. And Oberon's all like, ah, size doesn't matter when you're flat on your back. And Tyrion's goes, thank the gods. <laughs> like, nice, just uh, throw in a quick little little dick joke there. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. So, yeah, I think Tyrion is actually my MVP of this episode. Yeah, as he often is. But for 
different reasons. At least he had some competition so far in this season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, does that put you out of notes? Because that puts me out of notes. Also said his dick was like a baby snail peeking out. And <laughs> maybe introducing a new... Not even like a snail. A baby <laughs> snail. <laughs> uh, and I think I wanted to introduce a new segment oh. uh, called uh, Fuck Watch. And it's just uh, analyzing how... Because... The Game of Thrones accent is not consistent anywhere. Like, yep. it's vaguely English for some people, vaguely Irish. Like, I guess it is. Lord Baelish is all over the fucking place. So. Yeah. And there's even some people that are, like, kind of American-ish. Like, yeah. it is, like, generally a English a United Kingdom oeuvre. Link- yeah. English-esque. Yeah. But anyway, so Scraggly Dude pronounced it like Fock, like spelling it F-O-C-K, I Wait, Which one do you mean by Scraggly Dude? Uh, scraggly John Snow friend who doesn't fucking ah, matter in the rest. I'm pretty of the sure his name is Ed, and I do quite. Li- he has Ed. a he has a line that's uh, we're, last one of us burned the other bodies. When I'm done with this world, I don't want to come back. So that's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure he's called Ed. And he, I think we said once he looks like a bass player at a, like a local uh, pub band. Oh, he looks like the bass player's fucking roadie. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, anyway, he pronounces it fuck. Yeah. and I've heard John Snow definitely say fuck before, like F O O K. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, even then, different dialects. Even within modern-day England, you'll get different dialects. So Yeah, that's true. And if you've ever heard Welsh, you have heard nonsense. Fuck. That's how you say it in that. <laughs> yeah, where it's like written P-H-O-O-G-H-T-Y-T. Like, how do you pronounce that? Fuck. What? No, it's not. <laughs> Welsh. I mean, you're a fine people, but for the love of God, what is with your language? Use a fucking vowel every now and then. Abbreviate. Condense, damn it. <laughs> Vowels! I know they're expensive on, you know, Wheel of Fortune, but for fuck's sake. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that puts me out of notes as well, so we must ask our final question. How did we get here? Oh, right, this segment. Uh, well, a little birdie told me that the next episode is... We should be like, my sparrows have told me. Well, apparently a mockingbird has told me because the episode is called Mockingbird. Um, God, I guess someone's mother is going to buy them a mm, mockingbird. Like a diamond ring. And uh, if it doesn't bling, then tough. Yeah. That's how that song goes. You get a bird and a bit of jewelry. Fucking stop crying, bitch. Yeah, it's what do you what does a baby want with a diamond ring anyway? <laughs> who who's considering these presents for a baby? Who's yeah. like, if that diamond ring don't shine, a pacifier probably? Maybe a warm bottle of milk? That sounds good. Why did she start with bird as well? Why are you gonna entrust a baby with a living animal? That's a terrible idea. And a bird at that. And a mocking bird. Give the child that make him feel insecure. Yeah, as it makes fun of it constantly. Look at your line there, being useless. Do something with society, you fucker. Fucking brutal. Hey, fucker. Mm. <laughs> fuck watch. Yep, fuck watch. Well, uh, we'll see what we can do with that in the future. But for now, I've been BT Calloway. That's been Elliot Joe O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, our watch has ended. Did you just Grey Worm and confuse I with my then? I. I'm always bad at actions. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, that might be my just warm up ritual. Just. <laughs> oh, that's how you say Daenerys' full name in, in <laughs> three seconds. Does <laughs> this. <laughs> yep. One more. That's an epic yawn. <laughs> trying to treat my yawns more like sneezes. Yeah, no, I like it. It's like uh, commanding a room with a yawn. It's not trying mm. to shy away from it. It's, I am yawning! <laughs> 
I am wetting my eyes and getting oxygen into my bones or whatever yawning does for you. Do they know? I don't think they know. Makes little puppies look cute. That's true. Worth it for the puppies. Mm-hmm. Like most things. Puppies, like and subscribe. <laughs> I do. <laughs>